when you put all of your marketing eggs in one basket and that basket doesn't belong to you, it's a pretty vulnerable spot. And my guest today is right in the middle of a (laughs) large basket of broken eggs. And she was kind enough to come on the show to share not only how that happened and what she's trying to do about it, but also the lessons that she has learned in the meantime. If you are a longtime listener of the show, you may remember my friend Megan Lacey. She came on, uh, gosh, it's been probably a year and a half ago, to talk about her struggles as a military wife who has to relocate her business on a regular basis. So because her husband travels or rather relocates for work, she has a business that has basically existed in one place for a year and then another place for nine months, et cetera, et cetera, which of course is challenging. And as you can imagine, she has used social media throughout that process to kind of create continuity of her professionalism and all that sort of thing and to start to market when she knows where they're moving next. Well, six weeks ago, as of the time of this recording, Her Instagram and Facebook got shut down, and I'm going to let her tell you the story. And so if last week got you super excited and ready to redouble your efforts on social, great. But I want to make sure that you listen to this one first as well. Welcome to This Can't Be That Hard. My name is Anami Tonkin, and I help photographers run profitable, sustainable businesses that they love. Each week on the podcast, I cover simple, actionable strategies and systems that photographers at every level of experience can use to earn more money in a more sustainable way. Running a photography business doesn't have to be that hard. You can do it, and I can show you how. Megan Lacey, welcome to This Can't Be That Hard. I would say that I'm so excited to see you, and I am, but I'm sorry that it is under these circumstances that we are chatting. (laughs) Other than the obvious, how are you today? I'm good. Um, I don't even care that it's under bad circumstances. I, If you ever want to bring back uh, mini mentoring and just call it Mentoring Megan, we can do that. (laughs) We'll do our weekly Megan check-in. Um, that would be super fun. I think that, I think we should put that on the potential things to think about list. Although I have to say, like I peeked at your website before we hopped on as I typically do. And I've got a guest that I'm going to be chatting with and you, I just love everything that you're putting out there, but I'm going to point this out. This is totally off topic. Um, for anybody who's listening, Megan's going to give you her email or not her email, her, um, website address at the end of the episode and um, and you should go look it up because her tagline is maybe one of my very favorites of all time. It's with sessions so fun, even dads don't complain. Nicely done on that one. That's so good. It's taken a lot of tests, trial and error type phases, mainly after I hear one of your podcasts or something, <laughs> I think it, but I, I am happy with that one right now. I'm That's kind right. of leaning into the, the crazy part of parenthood right now with my messaging. Yeah. How old are your kids now? Seven, four, and almost one and a half. Yeah. I wonder why you're leaning into the crazy side of parenting. (laughs) I think it's good to embrace the season of life that we are in, in our messaging, because that is like, that's the way that we use that 
you know, and I'm using air quotes here, like authentic voice, but, um, but that is, that is where that comes from. Well, let's, um, let's jump right in. The other thing that I checked before we actually got on this call was I just peeked to see whether your Instagram was back on and it looks like it's not. So you reached out to me. It has been almost a month since you messaged me. And I know that in your initial message, you were like, it's been two weeks. So we're going on six weeks of no Instagram, no Facebook, right? Yes. It would have been nicer to for it to be a choice. But yeah, I've been on a social media cleanse. <laughs> An unannounced cleanse. I just decided to shut everything down. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, the evil overlords decided to shut everything down. Okay, so let's back up. And I'm going to let you tell the story kind of from the beginning. And give us a little background before we do, because this that your background is relevant to the impact that this whole process has had as well. So I am a military spouse. My husband is the service member and not everybody moves as often as we do, but we've had a lot uh, shaking things up within his army career where um, we're just in places for like a year. Um, This last time was less. And so I just do where we are now, which is Belton, Texas. And we've been here since the end of July. So uh, getting that uh, all of our stuff put away, unpacked, um, getting the kids into school and started, uh, all of that kind of stuff meant that my business stuff didn't really come back to life for me until um, maybe September-ish, somewhere in there. Um, I tried to do little things to get me on a good start mm-hmm. beforehand, but working in the business until September. Um, so then in October comes around and uh, I'm out of town visiting family and October on October 19th, I received a notification on Facebook that I had violated community standards and that I needed to click this link to dispute the accusation. Mm -hmm. Maybe. Um, So I freak out a little bit and click the link and looking back, I'm not sure if maybe it was a spammy thing, a fake account that did something. I was able to continue to see that post or whatever I was tagged in and happened to scroll down below the viewing area. You had to scroll down to see it, I guess is what Mm -hmm. I'm trying to say. And I was tagged with a list of other photographers um, that all seem to start with M or have like a word that started with M in their business name. I can't remember now if it, (laughs) everything happened so fast. I'm sure. Uh, I can't remember now if it was my personal page or my business page. Uh. Either way, they're both locked at this point. So yes, um, I'm not sure if it was a spammy thing. And then I actually did violate community uh, standards via a hacker or something like that, or Uh whatever this link triggered, but my account was locked um, for, it did tell me it was for sexual, child sexual exploitation, which I know can be an issue for newborn photographers. I, I, you know, I don't do bathtub minis. I don't do any of that. So I don't know what triggered it. It could be a Facebook bot that triggered it. I have no idea. Okay. Let me time out here for a second. So your initial notification came through Facebook. It wasn't an email. It was an actual like notification in Facebook. It was a notification in Facebook. There may have been an email sent, but we'll get to that in a second. Okay. Okay. When you clicked on it, did you know, did it tell you like, you violated this particular rule. Was it then that you learned that or was that later that something else happened? 
it was, um, there's a phase where you can dispute the accusation, Mm -hmm. but you are still locked out. So the initial notification just said you're violating community standards. Um, If you don't click this, you will, your account will be locked. That was the post with, that was tagged with um, other photographers. Um, When I was actually unable to access my account, that's when it said, this is the reason that you've been tagged was at that point. You can dispute this by, I think the verification method is receiving a code Mm -hmm. that they can either email you or text you and you had to input that code. Okay. So continue on. (laughs) Okay. So um, (laughs) next part is I'm trying to get this code to dispute it via email and I can see uh, which email address that they're going to send it to. It was an email address of mine. However, it was, I had two email addresses on file with them. And one was my college email, which right. I know this too, because that's what you needed back in the day to join Facebook was a university um, email address. Had to have .edu mm-hmm. at the end. So that one was on file, which obviously I'm not going to get a code there. And then the other one was like basically the the same thing. It was an old Gmail account from like college that I've just set up over the years to forward sure. to my new email addresses. But I don't, I over the years have just like unsubscribed from all of that stuff and I don't get those anymore. There's nothing important that I received except Facebook messages, yeah. I guess. <laughs> and so that's, you know, that was a big mishap on my part. It did offer the other option of sending a code via text message and I could see my full phone number. It was the correct phone number. Click, kept clicking, send me the code. And it just, I was not receiving any codes. Hmm. Um, and so I kept doing that once or twice a day, um, hoping that it was just like a glitch in their system and it was, it would work itself out or they would fix it or whatever. And then I would be able to receive the code. I did that until October 25th. And I was like, I'm putting, you could change the phone number. It let you change the the phone number it sent the code to. So I put in my husband's number and was able to put in the code through him. And that's when it started the um, review process of dispute. (laughs) So uh, through then we got the flu and all of this other personal stuff. So it just kind of took a backseat because it was more of a, almost a relief to not have to deal with uh, social media during all that. And then fast forward to today thinking about the recording today, I was like, I really need to see some progress on this now. Mm -hmm. I sent a message through reporting a bug fix because you don't need an account, I guess, to report a bug. So I did that and I flagged it as a, an issue with profiles and just said like trying to get someone's attention. Like, you know, I'd really love some response on this. You can't submit a help center claim because I think it tries to do it through Facebook messenger, Mm -hmm. which I, access. Right, right. At this point, you have not heard anything from Facebook other than these sort of automated messages. You haven't gotten in touch with a human being on the mm-hmm. on the Facebook meta end <laughs> um, at all. You're just sort of in this like dead zone limbo, but you're locked out of all Facebook and Instagram accounts. Yes. I was only told that one account violated community standards. And I, I'm assuming because they're linked that they took it all down. Right. I'm not sure how that works, like their reason for it. I could see, I mean, logically you would think, okay, if someone's vi- violating community standards personally or business and it's a single person business, mm-hmm. then yeah, probably overlap. But I don't know like who's 
keeping tabs on that. Probably nobody. It probably just automatically flags them both and shuts them down. Right. This is the sort of thing that like gives me heartburn just thinking about because totally to your point, like if I got locked out of social media, there would definitely be at least a couple of days where I was like, well, this isn't the worst thing that ever happened. But of course, our businesses rely on this. There are other things about like, I would walk away from Facebook in a heartbeat if it weren't for the photography groups that I'm in. Like, obviously, I run a couple of photography groups, but then I'm also in these other communities that over time have really become an amazing resource for, you know, going and asking questions or searching old posts and things like that. I imagine you're in the same boat. Yes. Every time I have a question, I'm like, I'll just, no, I can't. (laughs) Don't ask that. Oh, and as far as like you in particular, given that you move frequently, I imagine Instagram is like a big way that you're kind of out in your digital community um, drumming up business. Hang on, guys. I have a quick message for you. Did you know that This Can't Be That Hard isn't the only podcast I host? Each month, my marketing director, Dana, and I team up to bring you a fresh injection of marketing ideas and inspiration on our other podcast called The Consistency Club. The podcast is free and available to any photographer looking to uplevel their marketing game, or you can take it one step further and join The Consistency Club, where you get the extended version of the podcast along with monthly email and social media templates, bonus trainings, and special access to the live marketing events we host twice a year. If you're interested in tuning in, You can search for and subscribe to The Consistency Club wherever you listen to podcasts. If you'd like to join us in the membership, you can visit go.thiscantbethathard.com slash club to sign up. Yes, I use Instagram for me historically has been more of a networking with other small businesses tool as well as, what do I want to say? hoping that it will one day become a lead generator Mm -hmm. um, for, I don't know if I just haven't mastered Instagram or if that's not where my people are. I don't typically get leads. And when I do, they're off the wall, like someone looking for studio photography. They're just casting a wide net. Yeah, I like it. My Instagram is not that way, but whenever somebody uh, uses my like Google phone number, half the time they're like, do you take passport photos. I'm like, this is going to be the most expensive passport photo you've ever gotten. Um, I'll call them back and be like, yep, that that's great. That's a great thing to go to your local post office for. So I, you know, honestly, like I wish that this were something where I could say, oh, I think you should try this. And I don't doubt that after this show drops, you're going to get people who are messaging you through your website saying, um, you know, oh, you should try this or I got, which great. Like, I assume that you're open to that um, helpful, you know, kind things. There's no question that probably like we all accidentally click on a link that um, that we shouldn't click on every once in a while. They These like scam artists, spammers, whatever, have gotten so sophisticated at sort of tapping into those things where you're like, oh, no. Um, In fact, just this morning, I got an email that was about, it said, your card has been charged if you believe that this is a fraudulent charge, you know, click this link. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) I I didn't, but but I can totally see where, you know, my mom, hey, mom, um, would see that and potentially click a link before that, like, back of your brain is like, wait, 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 wait a minute. So you have to be on your, like, super toes all the time. And here you are, you're traveling, you're with family, 
this thing pops up on your screen. Maybe you're scrolling at 1130 at night. You know, you're like in bed, going, getting ready to go to bed and your brain just doesn't protect you. And so like right. no judgment. We have all been there. But it, now that you're in this situation and you're sort of in the middle of the situation, what I would love to talk about is what you have learned and what you plan on taking with you, assuming that either your account gets restored or you just, you know, start fresh with a new um, account and an updated email address. Yeah, (laughs) Uh, definitely updated email address. I can't tell you exactly how big of a mistake it is because for all I know, they're not continuing to update me via those emails. Um, I don't know that for a fact, but who knows? And then the other part is that I've linked the that to Instagram, which maybe the smarter thing to do would be to have those under two different email addresses. So you mm-hmm. don't lose both. Mm-hmm. You're invested in getting leads from both. And then also, if this does happen to you, do not assume in any way that you can ever talk to Facebook. Right. There is that bot. There is no customer service number. There is no messaging system that I've been able to tap into. I do still have access to like their online help, the blog type articles, those kind of help articles. But a lot of times it's like, see what you need to do if your account is hacked mm-hmm. or and it's just like a list of what's going to happen mm-hmm. instead of um, like anything proactive that you could do. Right. It's terrible, to, but it's like you have to laugh at it. But the timeline that Facebook gave me was that um, this typically takes one day to review. Ouch. Um, but they have a lot. <laughs> they have a lot of reviews that they have to do right now. So it might take a little longer. Right. So it's we're going on six weeks, like you said earlier. Now that the personal life stuff has calmed down for me, I do need to come up with a definitive timeline that this is when I'm going to start a new account and just call it. What I may do is, well, I said the personal life stuff has calmed down, but (laughs) we'll see. We may be moving again next year and maybe what I'll do is start fresh so that I at the point where I know that that's happening Mm -hmm. and build up with all the proper keywords and tags for that location. If that happens, we'll not be moving for four years. So, okay, good. I like that that plan. Yeah. So, um, that would at least be hammered out. Um, and I can't contact their like support or help center with like a personal message or I don't know, like you don't get a, a help representative right. um, because they're through messenger and I can't access that. So yeah, it's those like this are insane catch 22. And yeah, uh, I can certainly empathize with how frustrating that kind of situation must be. And I can totally see the appeal of just being like, you know what? Never mind. It's not like you have to, you know, you could start fresh, but I imagine, I mean, you've been in business for a long time. I have no doubt that you've got a large number of, you know, in Facebook communities that you're involved with and then, Mm -hmm. you know, a long track record on Instagram. Yeah, definitely. Like longer on Facebook. I've had the Facebook business account since I started, which was about 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. I kind of dragged my feet with Instagram because I didn't want one more thing type of thing. And then Instagram stuck around. So I joined that and for a while hired a writer to write all my posts. This is ironic. I unfortunately couldn't afford to keep hiring her because I had no clients because we keep moving. So I was like, you know what, this is something I'll take over. I had been paying her on the 20th of the month, every month. So we set 
October 20th, which is the day after my account was locked to start. So I had essentially spent like all my work time while the kids were at school setting up all of the social media stuff to automatically post. So like the, for like the whole month of getting daily reminders from my automatic posting service that it was time to post. And I was like, nope, it's not. (laughs) Well, at least you didn't do all that planning in Instagram because don't, I think they have that tool now, you know, at least maybe if and when you restart with the social media, you can just like cut and paste those for next year. Yeah. Recycle or something. So, well, so I was also doing the marketing mini course that you have Mm -hmm. and So you have like um, the analogy of the rocks and the pebbles and the sand. And so I had a couple of those things that like I could still do. It wasn't social media based. Mm -hmm. And so I've reached out to, um, I don't know if they have this where you are, but Macaroni Kid. I've heard of it before, but I don't know what it is. It's essentially a go-to spot for everything that's going on in your specific location. Mm -hmm. And it's local parent that publishes your location's information. Okay, cool. So I got in touch with the publisher for my area and asked her, knowing nothing about how that, it's a nationwide, like, kind of, I guess, chain, you would call it. Mm -hmm. But the publishers are all local people. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't sure how it was structured in terms of, like, doing guest articles for that, Mm -hmm. which is what I asked her. And, And she was like, yeah, I would love to meet with you and talk about that. So we got together and this is a thing that she does not get paid for. She only gets paid if local businesses advertise uh. with her. Um, she said she was totally open to that because that takes work off her plate, um, which makes total sense. So I just wrote the first one, which is going to be published this month and link back to my website in a couple spots. And it's like six or seven tips for creating your family yearbook. Nice. So it's not like why you should have a family session, you know, right. and hopefully it is speaking to the type of people that I want to work with and yeah. lead thing, but we'll see. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not to go too far down the marketing path, but the way that mm-hmm. I think about marketing is that it really does have to be a balanced approach, not just because of this exact situation, like you don't want to build your build your business on rented land, but because you find different people in different places. And so, and I generally believe that if you are serving a local market primarily, you will get better, stronger, more qualified leads that are more attached to you as a person if you're showing up kind of in person or in a more local kind of a way. Um, It's very easy to become like another face in the crowd if you're only meeting people digitally. So I stand by that. That said, in the marketing course that you're talking about that I teach, I call social media the water. Like it is the thing that happens every day. It's kind of all around us. And so, um, so yeah, I mean, it's definitely a big piece of it these days. And to have that cut off without your intention is, uh, is definitely, it's a, some, it's a handicap to have to work with, but I have no doubt that you will solve this problem one way or the other. I hope that Facebook solves it for you. And I'm really sorry that you're dealing with this, but I'm really grateful to you that you're willing to come and share kind of the messy middle of this problem, because I, one of the worst things about things like this, when they happen to you is that feeling of like, I don't know, it's almost guilt or like, 
shame about like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I think the good news is everybody sees Facebook as sort of like a villain. So, (laughs) so at least it's a common enemy situation, but it's also, you know, it's isolating in more ways than one, like feeling like, oh, everybody else is marching along with their social media and I'm dealing with this like frustration that I didn't sign up for. Yeah. Yeah. I learned, I used to, I pride myself on the fact that like I could, if it wasn't for my business, I could probably walk away from social media. I don't need the external gratification or whatever that you get from people being in your business. But then when it went away, like you were talking about earlier with the groups Mm -hmm. and not being searched or asked questions or whatever, like especially being new to an area, like I don't have that I can talk to about that stuff. And then because my personal account was locked up, I don't have day-to-day communication or keeping up with friends that are far mm-hmm. away. I learned about the actual birth of a friend's baby through my husband because I didn't have, you know, she wasn't, we're not close enough anymore. This is a friend that I had like eight years ago where she was like, I'm on her text list right, for right. pictures. And so, yeah, it, was, it wasn't it was until my husband showed me like, oh, they had their baby. And I was like, what? This was days ago. <laughs> yeah, well, it's really easy to get used to kind of knowing all that stuff. I mean, it's funny. It's yeah. like going back to the 90s or something where you're like, oh, yeah, I got a letter from my friend. <laughs> Her birth announcement came in the mail. That used to actually be the way that you'd find out about that sort of thing. But uh, yeah, no, I totally can relate to all of that. And I love, again, that you're, you know, in here sort of sharing that experience as it's happening, because it's such a good wake up call. It's such a good reminder for all of us that like these things happen without our permission or planning. And they will inevitably happen at the worst possible time. So you do the best thing that you can do is kind of protect your business, insulate your business or um, yeah, just have that kind of multi-pronged approach. Uh, In case people do want to send me any ideas or anything like that, I guess I'll, how would you recommend adding an email address? Because I don't necessarily want it out there for everybody. (laughs) Well, I was going to say, what if you did, um, is it easy enough for you to build a page on your website? That's like uh, Megan-Lacey.com slash um, podcast? Yeah, okay. yeah, I'll do that. Okay, and I'll, I'll link that in the show notes, and then you can just put, like, a generic contact form on there that goes to your email. Yeah, yeah. that'll be perfect. We'll protect <laughs> you from, like, the crazies getting in your email all the time, and then you can just take this page down whenever you want. Um, yeah. Well, thank you again for coming on. And did I say that right? It's megan-lacy.com. Mm-hmm. There is another Megan Lacey photography that is out in, I want to say Virginia or something like that. So look for bright colors rather than earth tones and you're in the right place. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And and again, that amazing tagline of with session so fun, even dads don't complain. So good. Oh, Megan, I wish you well. Um, keep me posted one way or the other. And uh, And maybe when you get this resolved, we can like put it out there on social media so that everybody hears the end of your story. Yes, definitely. All right. Uh, Coming out to the world again on social media. (laughs) Hello, world. Oh, good. All right. Well, have a great day. Thanks. You too. Well, that's it for this week's episode of This Can't Be That Hard. I'll be back same time, same place next week. 
In the meantime, you can find more information about this episode, along with all the relevant links, notes, and downloads at thiscan'tbethathard.com slash learn. If you like the podcast, be sure to hit the subscribe button. Even better, share the love by leaving a review in iTunes. And as always, thanks so much for joining me. I hope you have a fantastic week.